Hello, strong, feisty women. Some of you may recognize my voice. I'm Celine Yeager, host of the Hip Play Not Pause podcast. Throughout my career as a professional health and fitness writer and now a podcaster, I hear countless questions from women who are trying to understand how their ever-changing hormones impact their sports performance. So we decided to serve up some answers in a brand new series called Hormonal that we will be releasing on the Feisty Women's Performance Podcast feed. Throughout this four-part series, reproductive endocrinologist Dr. Carla DiGirolamo and I will be tackling topics like periods, the pill, pregnancy, and conditions like PCOS, all from the perspective of sports performance. If you aren't already, follow the Feisty Women's Performance Podcast and stay tuned for our first episode releasing on April 15th. Also, have questions you want answered? Send us a voice note at speakpipe.com slash hormonal and we'll get it answered on the show. You are listening to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast, a show for women who are chasing their everyday and epic adventures. This podcast is hosted by Christy Moan and me, Katherine Taylor, and powered by Feisty Media. Catherine found the record button like, boom. First time I found the record Right out of the gate. Yeah, I'm way out of practice because I did the intro by myself again last week. You did? Mm-hmm. Where was I? Was I driving? Oh, what was I, doing? I don't even know where you were. It was like three o'clock on Wednesday and I was like, shoot. Or no, oh, three o'clock crap. Tuesday. I was like, shoot, I haven't done this. I want to get it to Carrie so that she has her Thanksgiving break, our editor. Oh, okay. And I was taking Wednesday off. So I was like, I'm not even trying. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I would have been able to make that happen anyway. Yeah, it was fine. Well, I'm back. Hey, everybody. Did you eat your cream corn and mashed potatoes? Um, I did not yet. So um, they are actually uh, in the fridge and the pantry, the freezer, the fridge, the pantry. Uh, I'm making Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow, which is the very last day or today, the last day of Thanksgiving. Tomorrow. It's the last Thanksgiving. November. November. <laughs> <laughs> We're recording this on the 29th. Tomorrow's the 30th. So I, on the 30th, I will be making my Thanksgiving dinner. So. Is this your family? Because you just got back from Arizona, like the family? Uh, if, do, truthfully? Or, or just Christie's Thanksgiving for me. dinner. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And Claire uh, sent me a message. She's team cream corn. So. If we, if we get to do a t-shirt, I would really like a team cream corn t-shirt. Team cream corn. <laughs> I could see you in a team cream corn t-shirt. People would be like, what does that even mean? Yeah. <laughs> it would only make sense if I like had a team mashed potatoes. There you go. Well, then, but then when we're together, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> People, you, okay. You need to go back and listen to a couple intros ago to understand. Yeah. What if you don't know what we're talking about. And like, if, they would have to remember like the next time we're together, which would be like four months when they see us. And then it could say on the back, it could say I'm with team mashed potatoes. And the nurse could say I'm with team green corn. Okay. Folks, how are you? <laughs> Catherine and I have obviously not seen each other for a bit, um, but we do have an amazing guest. <laughs> I know. I know. We, um, this was, uh, we recorded some a while ago, and I've been following um, her journey along the Mafi Coast in Italy, um, which has been 
her, her bike packing journey, which has been amazing. Um, so we interviewed Lynette Kalinsky for the podcast yeah. who I met at the last best ride and just had such a great conversation about life and transitions and getting into cycling and all of her adventures. And she had told us that her father passed away this summer and she was uh, going to spread his ashes, ashes along the Mafi coast. So which is incredible. So she's over, she's done now, but she's been over there um, doing that journey. And you can look back at her Instagram account to check it out, but, uh, and hear her talk a little bit about it on today's yeah. talk. And she's a photographer. So her Instagram account is worth, is worth following. <laughs> and I don't remember the handle off the top. No, she's just Lynette. It's Lynette. Yeah. She just got Lynette. She was like the early adopter. To she Instagram. was an early adopter. Exactly. So she's just at Lynette. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to stop talking about mashed potatoes and cream corn and get on to our interview with Lynette. Well, hello, everybody. I've never started our podcast like that. I don't know what happened. Well, hello. <laughs> I'm just like mesmerized by Lynette's like earrings and hair. That's what it is. <laughs> She's got a big vibe and it's pretty hot. So, oh, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. We have Lynette Kalinsky. Did I say it right? You did. You did. <laughs> she does not like her last name and we're going to get the scoop on oh. it. <laughs> um on the podcast but uh I met Lynette at the last best ride and everybody was like you have to you should have Lynette on the podcast she's so fun and you had the best jacket ever which was Queen's Rule Together (laughs) was oh yeah 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 I really love that jacket and the club that I'm a part of yeah here in Philly so yeah I think that was one of your first Scrabble races right and Montana? My first gravel race was rooted in Vermont. That's not a bad one to start with. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like a um, rooted was my first. I went to the women's clinic. I was accepted. Um, I got one of the scholarships to attend. And that was pretty much my first intro into learning how to really ride gravel or like with a a group of women and yeah I was just kind of hooked ever since you know actually the first time I was hooked was when my friend took me out on single track out here in Belmont there's like a, an area here in Philly called Belmont Plateau and there's pretty uh amazing single track trails and he took me through it and I was like oh my god this is amazing and I was riding my gravel bike and then he's like yeah well you should try on a mountain bike and then you know, six months later, I bought a mountain bike because I was like, yeah, I want (laughs) to do this for real, real. um, Gravel was the next best thing to single track. And I just like, just that's all I rode. I wasn't really comfortable on on the road with my club. I'm a member of uh, KRT QRT here in Philly, which is, um, was founded by Karan Swift. I think it's the Swift. Oh God, he's going to kill me that I can't remember his last name. Um, and well, I'm not sure. I don't really know the history of the club. It was, he formed it a while ago with uh, Swint. That's his last name. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> last names are hard for us today. <laughs> and uh, he formed it a while ago. I mean, it was just in the Philly Expo and I heard him like give his, his club spiel. But I joined in November or no, in December last year. 
I was really drawn to the club because it's, he's, you know, a black male cyclist and he wanted to form a club for other black cyclists, black and brown folks. And I joined um, because I just felt comfortable in that, you know, with, with, with those folks. And um, yeah, just fell in love, but mostly everyone rides on the road in that club. And I had a gravel bike. So the only social rides, the only rides I could do or felt comfortable doing with them were like the Wednesday beginner rides. And the other rides I rode by myself. You know, I just rode solo a lot, like on the local trails or we have a local gravel road called Forbidden Drive. And I just kind of rode solo there and met a few other women in the club who had mountain bikes or gravel bikes. But um I'm like rambling. So, so through, so through, I guess, joining this club and like through social media and Instagram, like Karan was really good at sharing information, like all cycling information. And that's how I found out about Rooted. And I saw that it was women, you know, uh, centered and I applied and got accepted. And then from there, when I spent the whole weekend up there with everybody, I was so hyped on like having everybody ride gravel. I'm like, we need everybody to have a gravel bike. Like, <laughs> why are you guys on road bikes? This sucks. Like, ah. we agree. <laughs> I know. And Ron's like, okay, okay. And I was so hyped. I wanted to get like, I just wanted to get, I was like, how can we just get everybody a bike? Or, you know, why aren't people on gravel bikes? Why is everybody just have a bike? Why is everybody just about road? And, um, he was just like, all right, all right, all right, you know, calm down, settle down. And, I was, and, you know, it kind of fizzled, the momentum kind of fizzled a little bit. But I just, you know, everyone was like, what, you know, Lynette, you know, was trying to get people more on the gravel side. I still am. Um, but uh, Karan, you know, uh, Laura King, we had some spots for the club. And... I wasn't going to come, I wasn't going to do the event. I didn't, you know, I thought you really had to race or be a professional rider to do this event. And, um, Laura's like, no, you don't need to be at all. Like after being there for the weekend, I understood that you don't need to be a pro rider and anybody could participate in this event. And when I I brought that bike back also to the club because people thought it was a race in the club Mm -hmm. and, I said, no, it's not a race. Like we can, you know, I just started and we can just ride. We, you, know, you don't have to do the 80 miles or 65 or however much that big, the big sip was. And uh, so that really like some people were more interested in joining then, I think of knowing that it wasn't so competitive and we could just go out and have a good time. And uh, the club went out and I think there were about 15 of us. Oh, wow. You, yeah, a few people, it was their first event, mine included. A friend of mine, you know, went out and bought a gravel bike just for this race, like just for this event. And he's now hooked on gravel as well. I mean, he, he's a road cyclist, but he's got a gravel bike now. So I'm like, yes, like come over to the side. <laughs> bring them all over. I know, like, come on. Um, so there's, there's definitely been some more interest since that race. Of, um, there are I want to say there's my maybe like three queens in the club who have gravel bikes now. 
And I think that's, that's more, you know, that's more than just me. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm excited to bring it back. And so, okay. So then after Rooted, then we met Jess Sarah. I met Jess Sarah on the Rooted ride who um, I guess she, she runs and organizes the last best ride. Mm-hmm. And that's how we got into that event. Um, she invited us to come. And I drove out with my two boys. I made a road trip out of it. <laughs> that is a road trip. Oh, it was a road. Yeah, I was like, we're going. Um, my soon-to-be ex was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna, we're going to do a road trip. Spend. It was like 15 days. I bought a, a three-bike one-up, you know, like one of those one-up racks. For, for our three bikes, it was my bike, my mountain bike, and I bought a, a, a bike that fit my 12-year-old from REI, just like an REI co-op mountain bike for him. And we, took, we went on the road, and it was amazing. We just stopped in all these cities and rode our bikes. And You stopped in Kansas, right? Yes, on the way back home, I was like, holy shit, like, we're, we're going to be by Emporia. Like, we need to stop. Like, this <laughs> We have to go. Oh my God. You, if Christy would have known you, you would have been at her house. <laughs> oh my God. That would have been so amazing. Just a drive through. Like we stopped. I hit every bike shop in town. I bought a t-shirt from every bike shop in town. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. We, we went and ate at some barbecue spot. Cause I asked him like, where's a good place to eat? I can't remember the name. Bobby D's. Barbecue. Yeah, it was Bobby D's. <laughs> yeah. We ate at Bobby D's. And uh, and then kept it. We took some pictures, some selfies in front of the Emporia mural there. Uh, we did do a little riding. We found a gravel road because I was like, "Where's the race start?" And this one site, like shop owner, said, "Oh, like down here, across a bridge, and you'll 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 that's like where they start." And I was like, "Okay, sweet." So me and the boys, you know, got in the car, rode drove down there, got on our bikes, and we rode just like maybe half a mile of the race of like where the race starts. That's so cool. And I, and I put my drone up and got some drone photos of us on our bikes. And it's actually that's, that's what I remember one of my favorite me. shots. Yeah. It's one of my favorite shots from our trip. You just made my year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, I was like, look, this is the road that everybody starts on. And they're like, yeah, okay, mom, like, let's just ride. Like, yeah. And then where else? And then I asked, like, where's there some single track? Because my, the 15 year old really likes mountain biking. And we went to some park, Christy. I don't, it's like really overgrown. He took it out on his flip flops. Uh, I don't remember, but I got some drone shots over there too. I don't think Kansas is known for mountain biking. No, it's not. No, but there was some kind of park that was out of town a little bit that were you at Camp Alexander? Yeah, that's where it was. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's Camp Alexander. I was like, I don't know, Carve, like, go out. And he just, like, took off and looked for some trails. He said there really wasn't anything. No, um, that's, yeah, the, if they're overgrown, they're overgrown. Yeah, it was overgrown. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like an amazing road trip. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty sick. It's pretty sick. Like, we went to Arches. Um, Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, Montana, too. We stopped in Colorado um, and hit a pump track out there in Boulder. 
that was pretty incredible. I think it's called Valmont. Valmont mm. Pump Track. It's pretty. It was pretty sweet. It was really a great. It was a really great experience. And the gravel race, my son actually wanted to do with me um, in Montana, but I was like, mm, "You only have a mountain bike, and you're not registered." And maybe you next year. Okay, on that one on a mountain bike, but. Just yeah, me. and he pro- and he probably like would have taken off and that would have left me <laughs> way back. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was sweet, but I wanted him to stick with his little brother. Yeah, yeah, that's smart. Uh, so did you just get into cycling when you joined that club? Then, uh, I I cycled a bit when I was in my twenties, just to kind of get back, like as a commuter and as a bar hopper. <laughs> in college, just like, you know, um, I was, I dated a courier in the city and then was introduced to like the courier scene in Philadelphia and made some really good friends. And that relationship ended. I got married, had kids, stopped cycling. Then, uh, you know, just kind of cycled here and there was with the family and then, um, picked up this gravel bike in November as I was like transitioning into telling my husband I was going to leave him (laughs) and the bike really getting on that bike really helped clear my head um, figure out what I was going to say if this really was what I wanted it was my way to escape and feel free and um yeah and like just get the courage to voice what I wanted and I've just that's been pretty, on my bike. Ever, I've been on my deep. bike ever since. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> I ride. I try and ride every day, and I just love it. I love it. I love the people I've met, and it's been everyone's been really supportive. I've met a lot of women who have gone through divorces, um, and cycling has helped them get through it as well, or just a big life change in general. Um, yeah, so no, but I would say like November, I've been, I guess I don't even, I don't know. I I don't really feel like I should call myself a cyclist, but (laughs) you jumped right uh, into some of the big events though and made a massive road trip. (laughs) Yeah. 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 All the spots. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking (laughs) at all these. I'm like, Oh my God, look, I'm going to do unbound this year. Um, yes. with With a group called, um, the brownstone gravel grinders they're based out of new york city uh my tanashi is the leader of this club or this group and we had a zoom meeting just a few days ago and really educated me on what this ride is about <laughs> so it's got i've got some serious training to do this year and learn how to fix my bike <laughs> yeah to, there's might be somebody to, on this call that can help you too if you ever yeah and how to how to heal her brain (laughs) but i'm i'm excited for the for the challenge and it's it seems amazing i can't wait to do it with everybody and you got any you have any newbie advice christy for someone doing unbound oh i so much newbie advice um i mean i think the biggest thing obviously is you know ride your bike practice that for sure in your nutrition but 
don't get in your head about it. Cause like so many people do, you know, just cause it's such a big undertaking. Um, really it's a fun day on the bike in a beautiful place. So if you kind of keep that at the forefront of your mind, you know, how bad can it be? You have a great day on a bike out in some amazing land that you never thought you'd see. No, so, I'm, I'm excited. It's pretty cool. And um, I don't know if it's because I'm new and I'm not super competitive, but that's how I've approached the last, the two events that I've done. Um, you know, who, yep. I think it was Marley, Marley Blonsky, when I met her at Rooted. She's like, it's just a bike ride, Lynette. Like, it's just a bike ride. And I was like, yeah, you're right. So I really, I really go into that. Like, I'm just having a bike ride. And- I think that's how 90% of people at events are. <laughs> like, right? Like, some people are there because they want to see if they can get a personal best. So they've worked and trained. And some people are going for a podium. But that's like a tiny, tiny, tiny percent. Most people are there like, can I do this? Do I get just to hang out and have a party all day? Like all those reasons rather than mm-hmm. um, they're there to like race. So it takes the pressure off, right? Because you can just have fun. I think so. I mean, I would, I definitely want to be better. I mean, after the last Best Friday, I was keeping up with, um, with uh, Brooke Gowdy. It was just like the first like mile. I was like, yes, I get to ride. ride with all these people. And Meg Fisher and um, like some really like am- amazing riders. And then yeah. as soon as we hit the gravel, I was like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the great thing about cycling is though? People in their first, especially their first year to two years improve so much. Like it's crazy. Cause I did triathlon. I've done, you know, I've done all kinds of sports and there's not any other sport that I can think of where you improve, you can improve so much so fast. And I think it's because it's not so taxing on your body. Right. You can, you can do it a lot. And it really is the more you build that muscle memory in the engine, the better you get. And so you, you will be better when you race unbound next year, um, especially since you're riding every day, but also still do your strength yeah. training. Cause that's important. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I have the two books um, that Celine has worked on. Was it roar? And then the other one um, next level, next level. Right. I actually took the photos for that. The next level book. <laughs> okay. That's the connection with Celine. Okay. 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 That's it's all collection. coming together now. It's so wild. Like I was not even thinking about cycling when I met Celine and did these photos for the book, but I love cycling. I was like, Oh yeah, I used to ride when I was in my twenties. And she's like, Oh, that's cool. You know, <laughs> I would never imagine that here I am like so into gravel riding and have seen Celine numerous occasions since that photo shoot, just from being in these events. Yeah. Yeah. So you're a photographer in real life, like outside of bike life, right? Correct? Yes. Yes. And, yep. and is it, what kind of photography? I know for the book, but those were like more like, I don't know what kind of shots you call those. They were, they were really directed. It was like exercise shots. It was studio um, you know, there was picture, a, what do you like to do? Like if you could choose any of the photographies, I love to photograph people doing what they love. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be, you know, I've really gotten into people riding, you know, photographing folks on their bikes. Um, I love portraiture, just people in general is, is my, is my jam. I love it. I've always loved photographing people, but I'll do other things too, to pay the bills, you know, products and food and whatever events sometimes 
but I do not shoot weddings. No, I don't blame you. I, don't I mean, you can make a lot of money on them, but <laughs> that's so much stress. Yeah, it's a lot of stress. Yeah, I used to shoot weddings when I when the kids were little because I could do it on the weekends and I could work on all the wedding photos and stay home with them during the week. It was pretty flexible. But now we're able to just have regular, you know, somewhat normal business hours and have the weekends for family. Nice. Well, I feel like gravel events are always looking for photographers. Also ones that understand <laughs> the events. Oh, well, I'm, I'm learning for sure. Um, yeah, that was, I was disappointed. The last best ride, I was so far behind. There were no pictures of me on that ride. Like the <laughs> photographer must have just like forgot or just was like, no, nah, well, if they're not here by now, I'm moving on, moving to the next, <laughs> next spot. Um, but it's fine. That ride was just amazing. I definitely took my time on that ride. Actually, when I finished, the announcer thought I was on the long course. They're like, I'm the long course rider. I was like, no, I did the short course. <laughs> took me so long. Uh, yeah. It's yeah, beautiful it out was there. Though, it was amazing. So. Like my father had just passed away. Um, he passed away while I was on that road trip. And you know, I was getting calls and like, should I go back home? My mom was like, come back home. And I was like, eh, I think dad would really love it if I stayed here. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he passed away a few days before the ride. And I just really took that ride just to kind of like hang out and think about him. Um, and yeah, just enjoy the scenery. Like, I don't know you know, if I'll ever make it back there, I, I couldn't believe I was even out there with my kids. So it was a lot of gratitude um, on that ride. It sounds like you've been using the bike to help you process a lot of big things in the past year. Yes. Yes, Catherine. Yes, it's a few. <laughs> yeah. What do you, what do you think it is about cycling that helps you kind of have that space and process? Uh, you know, like movement helps. Um, I don't know, there's something about the bike. It was, you know, like childhood also. Um, growing up. So growing up, I grew up in a, my father was an alcoholic and it was a pretty abusive household. And getting on my bike was a nice way to escape what was happening at home and just clear my head and have a good time. It was fun to be on my bike. And I think getting on my bike now is very similar to when I was a kid. And it helped me get through those times. And now it's helping me get through the times now, like transitioning from um, being married and now moving on. I came out as queer there's just been a lot of, a lot of processing and, and the bike has, has definitely helped my mental health <laughs> and my physical health. So I don't know. I just, I just, I just love getting, getting out there. It's like, you know, a way of, to escape a sense of freedom. I think, I think that is the key thing for me is the movement mm -hmm. that the bike provides. It's so interesting what that does in connecting to all of the working through all of the mental pieces that we all face. 
it's the, the movement is just so powerful as a way, as a way of processing. It's really cool that you've come back to it. It's like come yeah, full circle. Uh, in thank a way. you. Um, but you know what I want to, what's really important for me now that I'm realizing is the representation, you know, I, I didn't notice before how, um, how white the cycling culture was. I mean, I was in the city, so it was a mix, you know, there was like black and brown, you know, folks, there was, it was a mix, but once I like got onto gravel and in the, you know, mountain biking and in the country, um, you don't see as many folks of color. And now mm. that's like, I feel like that's like a, a huge mission right now. It's <laughs> just to get more folks of color to feel comfortable um, in the spaces, in these spaces. Um, and by being out there, it's just, I just want to show that we can be out there too. And it's welcoming. And it is, it's been really welcoming and I'm happy to see it. And yeah, just, uh, just want to get more of us out there for sure. And I, and I, and at Rooted, I really enjoyed meeting folks like Alyssa Gonzalez and, um, and Kai, and I can't remember everyone's last names, but there was a, a good group. And, oh, Sheila from, um, she's in DC, who runs Melon and Base Miles. My Tanashi, Sheila and my and I, we roomed together at Rooted. And we like had like deep conversations about how can we get folks of color out on, you know, out in these events. So what, did you, what did you come up with? Uh, what did we come up with? Well, we... We were thinking like, okay, what companies can help us get bikes? <laughs> um, you know, we love that there's, you know, these spots that are provided for us. That's really helpful to gain access because, you know, not all of it is financial, but it helps when there isn't um, a financial burden to get to these events because, you know, we have to travel to them. Um, so it's helpful when there's like a scholarship or, you know, bikes provided for us um but really it's just like being being present and and showing that there are folks of color out there riding um i remember the first time i saw brooke when i came across brooke gowdy on social media and i was like holy shit it's a black woman on a on a mountain bike like i can't believe it (laughs) yeah brooke would appreciate that reaction like (laughs) Yep, she's when amazing. I met Brooke in person. I was like such a fangirl. I was like, oh my God, Brooke. She's like, hi. And I was like, look, I wear red lipstick too. You know, it was... <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say that she, oh, like, yeah, she uh, yeah, we both were admiring red our red lipstick. <laughs> That's uh, yeah, she's, we brought her into our gravel festival to be one of our uh, guest leaders, and she did some clinics and stuff. <laughs> Oh, she's amazing. Her, her bike, like her, her derailleur broke out in the middle of nowhere, Arkansas. Right. And I'm like, we couldn't get this, the van out to her for like an hour. And I was like, are you sure? Are you sure you're okay? Like you're black woman out in the middle of nowhere, Arkansas, you know, like I'm from the South and she's like, I'm fine. And the next thing I look on Instagram and there's a video of her putting her lipstick on <laughs> the van's about to come pick me up. I got to look good. That's right. <laughs> Have dirt all over your face, so <laughs> matter. It's put on some lipstick. Good. No, she's she's great. No, I, I love to see it, and and there'll be more more black and brown folks and you know, BIPOC folks out there, no doubt. 
in the next few years. We're going to see a lot more people out at these events. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. I, I just, yep. I can't wait. And kids too. I think kids need to see, see us out there. Yeah, that's, I think that's the biggest key right there. Cause you know, what we have right now, I mean, obviously we can, we can move the needle a little bit, but where you're really going to see those huge gains or as if we can impact the next generation. Yeah, I've brought it up to Quran. I, I know it's like more of an adult club, but I'd love to um, bring kids out to these rides. But a lot of folks don't have, uh, did I lose you on my town? No, okay. Um, the clubs, there's like a lot of young people. I feel like not many folks are married with kids in this club. I feel like I'm the oldest one. <laughs> yeah, well, there's only a handful of people that are like over 40. <laughs> Yeah. Um, that I've come across. <laughs> I do find for women that you often can find like a, a lot of women in their forties, fifties and sixties cycling, because again, it's easier on your body. And so it might just be like, they're going to come right. Because you're there, like you're going to see a group or there might be another club that's going to have a group of women. Cause that's typically who I see cycling a ton as, as, because mm -hmm. as, you know, like it's, and I think it's the same thing, like handling the stress of life, processing things, a way to get away, um, something you can do with your friends. So, um, there is a junior's race that I'm bound though. You could bring your sons. Oh my God. Well, I got to get him a bike. I don't know. Can he ride a mountain oh, bike? You can on the mountain bike? It's, it's the 25, right? Christy. Oh yeah. Is it? Oh, you can totally ride a mountain bike. Um, the juniors race, we're folding it in to the 50 this year because we had so many juniors yeah. requesting further, but we do have the 25 mile as well. So which either one and a mountain bike is completely fine. Yeah. He's for, young. He could do it. Yeah. I always say, yeah. And I always say any bike you ride on gravel is a gravel bike. So just all he's got to do is ride his mountain bike on gravel and then he's got a gravel bike. <laughs> It just makes me nervous. Like, oh God, like I know I, I won't see him and I'll be worrying about him the whole time. But he'll be fine. He'll yeah. be fine. There'll be a lot of people <laughs> around him. He'll be fine. You can you can introduce us at the beginning and I can make sure when he gets across the finish line, I'll shoot you a text and be like, he's he's back. He's good. To live your healthiest life possible, you need to understand what's going on inside. Inside Tracker takes a personalized approach to health and longevity from the most trusted and relevant source, your body. Inside Tracker was created by experts in aging, genetics, and biometric data from Harvard, Tufts, and MIT. It provides personalized health analysis and clear recommendations, plus an action plan on how to live a longer, healthier life. Inside Tracker can also calculate your biological age, which is the rate you're aging compared to your chronological age, as well as ways to lower your biological age. The thing we love most about Inside Tracker is that they give you recommendations on things you can control to optimize your health like food, supplements, workouts, and other lifestyle choices. And did you know that you can use your HSA, HRA, and FSA to buy any Inside Tracker plan? Which means you can purchase Inside Tracker using your tax-free dollars. Oh, and it gets better. For a limited time, you get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store when you sign up. So if you're ready to get a crystal clear picture of what's going on inside your body, along with the science-backed recommendations to optimize what's not working, Visit insidetracker.com slash feisty. That's insidetracker.com slash feisty. Yeah. 
Yeah. I do think though you're, uh, I love like, we've loved getting to know Brooke and uh, a lot of the other women that are just saying it's hard to show up and be the only one a lot of times, but I'm going to put my hand up and do this because I believe like in five, 10 years, we can see this change. And we saw that we've seen that with women too, right? Like Christy, when you started doing Unbound, how many women were writing that? Yeah. Yeah. Very, very few. So thank you for the work you put in Christy. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's been a freaking blast. Are you kidding me? So, and it's just, it's even more fun now because there's more people helping do all the work. It's just, it's fun. Cause it's just like, I mean, I think the gravel community is already pretty exceptional, but then you kind of get to translate it to like even bigger and the people that are seeing the, the, the opportunity to be a leader or to be at least a game changer and, and deciding to take that step. That's just, that's the best part of this whole thing is just in the way it's empowered so many people to just be like, you know what, I'm going to do that. And I'm going to bring some people with me. And that's, that's the monumental change. I mean, it, it takes a bit, but it's, it's huge. And that's, I think what we're seeing is just, it's just a big tide coming now. And we just, and how many years it. has it been just going on? Ass. Like I'm a total, like, I'm such a, what do they call it? Greenie. I'm learning all these terms. I'm like, how long has this been going on? And I don't want to be a greenie. Is that a bad thing? Like it's not a bad thing. Mean, You'll learn it. You'll learn it. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Unbound started in 2006, but we weren't, you know, we weren't, there was events before that. It just, we were the one that happened to kind of right place, right time, right people. Um, and I got seriously involved after the 2008 event um, is when I got really involved. And, and yeah. And then literally kept telling my husband, I want more women to ride with. And he was just like, well, then fricking do it. And I was like, well, I didn't mean I, I don't want to do it. I want somebody else to do it. Like, oh, okay. What did I just... But, you know, I mean, I was there doing it. So it was just like, all of a sudden I just started asking all my girlfriends and Yeah. And then it just became a whole thing. And that was, that was it. Trailblazer. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, I think we all are, which I think was really cool. So yeah. Uh, oh, so another thing. So I started um, co-leader or co-founder of the Philly Gravel Collective here. Um, oh, amazing. We, Devin, uh, who started the Gravel Collective is going to be at our Outspoken Summit this weekend. She's nominated for an award. Oh, that's this weekend? Yeah. That's sick. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just learning about the Outspoken stuff too. I see, keep seeing it in folks' posts and I'm like, where, what is this? Where is this? And yeah, um, I'll see Celine Friday. I'm flying oh, down cool. to Colorado. And Christy. So where, wh where is Outspoken? It's in Tempe, Arizona. Uh, so okay. it's kind of, it's what Feisty Media, who is the producer of this podcast, like we partner with Girls Gone Gravel uh, and also Celine's podcast, her menopause podcast. Um, yeah. This is kind of our business arm. So for women um, in endurance sports and business. So we help folks think about how to build and grow business because that's the other thing that I feel very confident in is for us to see the next level of diversity and growth in the industry, the more women leaders that we have um, that are successful in coaching and industry roles and all those things, yeah, the more diverse the industry is going to become because I think women just naturally think about how to bring others along. Yeah. 
Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Mm-hmm. We're not selfish. No. Yeah. So it's <laughs> our <laughs> diabolical long-term plan is help women succeed in business so that in five to 10 years, like, Oh my uh, gosh. Yeah. Brings, women in business. Shifts the industry. I would love to, t- I would love to go to that next year. Is that an invite only thing or can you purchase mm-hmm. tickets? It's not invite or- only. No, we're kind of, it started in 2018, but it's, we didn't have it live because of COVID. So we're kind of in a reboot okay. here. So, so yeah. Oh, next it year. sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds really fun. Love to go next year and bring some friends. Bring your friends. Yes. Yeah. Bring some friends. Yes. <laughs> Cycling better with friends and solo, but yeah. yeah. We don't um, do any, we only have a run scheduled because we're kind of in classrooms all day. So there's not really any biking at this event, but you could come and go down to Patagonia and bike beforehand. Yeah. Or there might be a, fit, a change to that next year. Who knows? Just a little, just a little <laughs> ride. <laughs> so that's amazing. Well, um, it's really fun to talk to you and hear all the things that you're passionate about. And I'm excited to see the Philly gravel collective grow. They're doing such great things um, with building kind of that very, uh, safe space for people to, to start on bikes. Yeah. And we had our first ride this past Sunday and, uh, no, it was, it was great. Um, I was surprised by the turnout we had. I mean, it was, I, I saw some folks I didn't know. I'm like, I'm just going to see all my friends are just going to show up, but there were some people I didn't know. And it's a, it's a super beginner ride. Uh, and, a lot of friends couldn't make it, but I hope to see more folks. Like it's just a monthly, it's pretty yeah. chill right now. Yeah. I think it's uh, really smart to do a monthly, very beginner. Yeah. Ride. We just want to get folks, folks out there. Yeah. Give, people mm-hmm. like to, if they're trying something new, they like to have a safe space to do it in. So I have a quick question. Have any of you, have either one of you done bike packing? I like to sleep in hotels. You like to sleep? No. Nope. Well, I mean, we could tell you. I mean, Brooke is, is your person. Like, wait, this. this, this is, Brooke is your person. This is a clinic that, you know, bikepacking, you don't have to like sleep outside. You can, you know, bike to a hotel or. Yeah, I would do that. Yeah, I would I've do done that. that. I'm, I'm actually think my, yeah. I have some cousins in Europe and I'm thinking of going to visit them and like one of them gravel rides, but he's like firmly into the hotel scene and I'm like I am firmly with you I have a I met somebody who was like why would I like pay to be homeless for a couple of nights <laughs> I'm like that's interesting you yeah. know but, but um, things that are amazing that you can see if you will sleep on the ground like the tour divide like Brooke did oh my god I know that's amazing yeah. so I'm asking because I'm leaving for Italy on Friday and I'm going to be bike packing and spreading my dad's ashes wow in Sicily wow, and I've never bike packed before and <laughs> and I just dropped off my bike to get packed up I don't have a bike bag um so they're just packing up in a box and I'm gonna check it with my luggage and I am betting that you are going to come back knowing exactly what to do, but I can also give you Brooke's phone number when the, I'll give you Brooke's phone number when this is over. <laughs> oh my gosh. I hope so. I know I've got, I've met with a few people and got some pointers, but I'm always learning. I'm always trying to figure out. I mean, you're in Italy. So worst case scenario, you just find a place with some good pizza and wine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be in the wilderness. There you go. I don't yeah. think. Wow. What a trip. Yeah. 
and what a way to say goodbye to your dad too. Yeah, it's yeah, gonna be amazing. pretty sweet. So thank you. Yeah. That's gonna be amazing. So Lynette, where can folks find you? Folks can find me on Instagram, I guess. I've, I love, I don't know, I've been in, I've, got, I've had an Instagram account since it pretty much launched. And it's just Lynette, L-I-N-E-T-T-E. It's just my first name. I was like, oh, what you were early. Yeah, I was like, what? My first That's name. amazing. No, it's like, not very original, but it's just my name. Um, that's me. And then on there, there's like other links to the gravel, the Philly gravel collective and my business Instagram. And that's where pretty much people can find me just, just there. Thank you. Um, yeah. And then I need to show more of my photo work. It's been kind of cycling has kind of taken over my life right now. And I'm just not doing much of, I'm a big knitter. I'm a big knitter also. And well, I'm glad I, yeah, I haven't been knitting or crocheting in a while. Still balance back out. You'll yeah. like have yeah. this like amazing love of like, I all I want to do is ride my bike and then it'll balance back out. It'll, it's all good. I mean, honestly, go follow Lynette because her favorite oh, account. Um, I'm, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. awesome. I'm like, these are really good. Um, <laughs> which I'm sure you know, but anyway, <laughs> like, it's always good to hear. But anyway, that's awesome. So we'll, where will we see you? Where is your next uh, event? Are you doing your bike packing after you get back? Do you have anything planned or do you know what you're looking at for next year? Yeah. Unbound. Um, that's perfect. I think we're definitely going to do rooted again because I can drive there. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, the last best ride. want to do that again. We definitely want to get some folks from our Philly club here, QRT and, and KRT out the, out to the last best ride. Um, there's just so many. I'm just still, I'm still finding out like steamboat. I mean, there are just so many, I want to do them all. Was it? The one, the festival, the Girls Don't Gravel <laughs> yep, Festival. Like, I want to do that. Come on down. Yeah, Celine will be there again. Christy will be there. I know. Uh, yeah, I want to. I just yeah, I'm, I'm seeing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of cool, a lot of cool things happening. Um, I I need to start planning for sure. Yeah, oh, I love it. Well, we will look forward to seeing you next year, and um. Have a great trip to Italy. By the time this comes out, you'll be back. But <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I'm just like, why do you want to talk to me about? But <laughs> you know, it's it's perfect. It's been yeah, it's perfect. it's been great. I love I love this journey, and I'm I welcome all women, women of color, everybody uh, to come join this fun community. It's it's, it's super special. You have been listening to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast. This podcast is edited and produced by the team at Live Feisty Media. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating. It really helps other women find the podcast. And be sure to follow us at Girls Gone Gravel on Instagram or Facebook.